Ryan Kendrick. I'm in the house. Welcome, man. Thank you. It's good to be home. I yeah, love that seriously. intro, Travis. I know. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. <laughs> you need to be a narrator. Yeah, seriously. I like yeah. That. It seems like a standard intro. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Pretty straightforward. There we go. So go ahead and, uh, I mean, we were looking at some of your stuff. So famous actor. Man, I mean, I guess you could say that yeah. now. No. Yeah, yeah. MacGruber, <laughs> man. MacGruber put MacGruber. you on the spot. It did. And it's been like so long grinding, you know, and then just to get that small little part, you know, kind of just, you know, made it where I'm like, all right, I'm going nowhere, you know, yeah, just yeah. keep auditioning, keep putting yeah. your face out. Yeah. And here I am doing the dopest podcast in California. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there we go. We appreciate that. Yeah. Man. So go ahead and like kind of explain that. So obviously you're an actor and then MacGruber for people who don't know, it's a, was based on an SNL skit. Yep. And then it kind of tailored into its own kind of offshoot franchise almost, right? Or Yeah. So, you know, it started as, first of all, it started as MacGyver, the, you know, show in the 80s. Yeah, exactly. And then the sketch by Will on SNL. And then yep. they did a movie in 2010 and it built like some cult classic following. And uh, if you haven't watched it, watch it. I mean, it's funny, the yeah. movie. And then, uh, you know. And they decided to do a series and, you know, eight episodes, Peacock. I'm in four of them. Sick. I auditioned for it last summer and then like a month went by. I didn't hear anything. And then all of a sudden my agent hits me up and she goes, you're on a veil. And I'm like, I booked it. And she's like, no, 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 you're on a veil, which means like you're on hold for like, you know, two, three other people. Yeah. And then a month after that, she's like, you booked it. And I'm like, what? And it's like, it was so exciting because it's such like, you know, a historic comedy franchise. Totally. So yeah, man, uh, filmed in New Mexico, um, was with like the whole SNL team, you know, last summer Yeah. and it came out in January and it's, you know, buzzing and hopefully there's a season two and hopefully I'm in it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) MacGruber's dad too. MacGruber's dad. So you know, in the timeline, you know who you looked like in that, uh, I was, cause I was, I've obviously seen the movie, Yeah. but when I saw you on there, you kind of looked like, uh, Daniel day Lewis. Dude, I always, <laughs> I always joke with my friends. Yeah. I'm like, when I do the mustache, yeah. like with the fresh shave, yep. and like a hat, I look like him. Yeah, hundred percent. I thought uh, there will be blood right away. I was like, there he is. One of my favorite movies ever. That was a great movie. Great movie. Yeah. So I, I know you were also in uh, the prom. Yeah. Right. You were one of the uh, the interview uh, reporter guys, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like another thing that I had to audition for because you know I was so close to Meryl Streep and James Corden and yeah. Dude, we shot that downtown LA at like midnight until like 4 a.m. I remember coming home and I was like so juiced because like it wasn't that big of a part, but to be like next to Meryl Streep and James Corden serving a purpose where they like come up to me, grab me, and I like have to like beg for them to come back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was fun. And, you know, it was a role big enough where I get residuals from it. So, damn. Yeah. So, you know. Hopefully they put me in another movie with Meryl Streep. That's sick. Of course you're like, you know, an actor yourself, but it's like when you're working with big time people like that, you know, how do you kind of, you get nervous a little bit or you're like, nah, I'm here. This is my, my thing. Dude, I've been down there since 2013 going at it. So now I look at it like work, money, you know, building the craft and, um, you get excited, you know, do I get nervous? Not really. Cause like, I'm so ready to just want to shine and just like have my own show. Yeah. You know, like I've hit that point after, you know, like this September will be nine years of me out there grinding. Wow. And, you know, when you're really grinding and, you know, I've done so many student films and short yeah. films and, you know, stuff nobody sees, but all that stuff, you know, lace my boots up. Yeah. You know, when I get, you know, on a big stage and I'm around these people, it's like, I just want to be on their level. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, that's pretty tight. Yeah. So I was also checking out your IMDB and it says that you've actually produced and edited some stuff as well. Yeah, man. So like the way this whole comedy thing started with me, because like I don't do stand up. Mm-hmm. I would do improv at this theater called UCB which a ton of SNL people have came out of. Sick. And um, I came up with the idea. I was like, I'm just going to start shooting my own little sketches. And we're yeah. shooting them, dude, on just an iPhone like this, yeah. you know, and we shot like 43 of them. I called it Valley Junk TV. <laughs> we started in like 2017. Wow. Kind of like before everybody was doing TikTok and stuff. Like yeah. I sometimes feel like out of like the people I know in LA that do like independent stuff, I'm like, I feel like I'm kind of like a pioneer at this like, just like, let's shoot something, improv, post it, throw it away, do it again. And this yeah. was before TikTok. Yeah. So now I see so many people on TikTok and I'm like, well, I was doing this in like sketch form yeah. you know, so long ago, but we did 43 of them. You know, we had, you know, the, uh, the Muslim neighbor on Roseanne was in a few episodes. Oh, wow. Andy Dick was in a few episodes. Sick. This dude named, um, Heath Mago, who's now a series regular on the new star Wars series wow. is in a few. 
And these were all people, you know, that just wanted to come and shoot. And, you know, we would improv everything. Yeah. And like, you know, the, the producer partners I was with, they, they thought I was crazy. And I was like, nope, just keep shooting, rolling. Yeah, yeah. And we did this Andy Dick episode, man. It was nuts, dude. Like, <laughs> he grabbed my dick like 50 times. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like keep rolling, keep rolling. Yeah, I need yeah. this content. Yeah, you know? yeah. And um, yeah, we did like 43 of them. I put them out. Then I was like, all right, I'm done with this. I want to start doing big things. And then, you know, when I auditioned for McGruber, they're like, all right, send like, you know, his, his reels and stuff. So I just sent them the sketch series that I produced and, you know, who knows if that's what it was, what, you know, booked me, but um, they saw, you know, that I was like trying to be this independent little SNL thing. Yeah. 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 Sick. So they probably appreciated that kind of, cause like that's kind of where SNL kind of sprouts from is that independent sketch, you know, they find people. Dude, there was times like we would do stuff and I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. And it was like stuff I came up with in my head. Yeah. yeah. Like I came up with this one sketch where like I played a guy uh-huh. that was telling everybody at Equinox that he was like, you know, a professional baseball player back in the day. Uh-huh. And now I train John Travolta and, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, I'm late, you know, to baseball practice because this. And yeah, like, yeah. I remember just laughing so hard. And like that's where you find the joy in all this stuff. Yeah. You know, like when you're literally filming. And you've got to take a 15 minute break because people can't stop laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do you feel like TikTok has changed the game for actors at all where, you know, the, it's easier for people to kind of get exposed, you know, in terms of like their acting ability? Do you think that's kind of like with YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, do you think that's definitely helps? It doesn't hurt. But what I've noticed is everything is just so oversaturated mm. now. And you see so much stuff on TikTok that blows up that is not acting related at all. Yeah. That's why when I came up with my sketches, like all 43 of them, I was like, we're all doing scenes opposite of each other. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a straight character. There's, you know, the loony character. Yeah. TikTok now it's like, I mean, I don't even know what I'm watching sometimes. Yeah. You know, I really don't even look at it, but it's still a way to get seen. And, you know, I'm not going to hate on it, but you know, I'm not on it. I'll sometimes put my Instagram story videos on it. Yeah. Like I did an Amber Heard one that got like 6,000 views. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sick, I'm on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I feel like for those apps, though, it's more comedy. Yeah. Right? Because if you want to be like take acting serious, you got to yeah. be very, very um, diverse. And you got to have so many different characters you can yes. play, right? With like TikTok and Instagram, I feel like you have to be funny. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see any real actors blowing up yeah. off those apps unless they're like, you know, comedians. Yeah. Well, cause you're probably putting so much time and effort obviously into the acting and then the shooting of it and the editing and the production and the casting and the makeup. So it's like, you're going to p- just put it on TikTok. It's probably a lot more Vimeo and YouTube. And I mean, the way I see it is I know people that have millions of followers Yeah, and they're on TikTok viral, this and that, and they're driving Uber. Yeah. Yep. Like <laughs> the way I look at it from a professional standpoint get a good manager. I've got a great manager, get a good agent. I've got great agents. Let casting directors know who you are, do good work in the audition room. And that's how you, you know, book something big where a producer wants to tell a story around you. You know, if you're on TikTok, I I know people that are like so involved on TikTok and I'm like, I just want to audition, man. I, you know, I'm not relying on TikTok to get noticed and discovered and this and that you can, you know, I'm not going to hate on it, but it's so oversaturated and it's mostly people just like cooking food and yeah. reciting like other people's movie lines. Yeah. Seriously. Just lip syncing <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you, uh, you get started? Was this something that like, you know, through high school you were in video production class and you just loved it or from a kid, like when did you decide that this is what I'm going to do? I just remember as a kid watching like boy meets world yeah. step by step full house, you know, all these like nineties sitcoms. And I was like, I want to do that. But growing up in the Bay, you know, you don't really know how to get into acting. Yeah. You know, you've got LA, you've got New York, Chicago, you can kind of come out of there. But like growing up in the Bay, you can't really be like, mom, I want to be an actor. Yeah. So, you know, I go to college, I play junior college basketball, then I go to San Diego State, and then I start taking acting classes at San Diego State. Because I'm like, I actually want to do this. You know, I want to see like how this process unravels. And then I graduate from SDSU moved to LA and roll in an acting class and just, you know, kind of ask questions all over the place. Yeah. Take so many rounds of headshots. So many of them look so awkward now, yeah. <laughs> like really bad. Yeah. Um, and then just constantly working on anything, yeah. like no matter what it is, like as long as I can get in front of a camera, you know, see how, you know, my acting pans out. Yeah. You know, it's like being a football player watching game tape. 
Yeah. You know, if, if you're not working on anything and everything before you're getting paid as an actor, yeah. you're not going to get better. Yeah. Like I know actors in LA that, you know, they're legit. They've got their SAG card. They've maybe got one or two TV credits mm-hmm. and you know, they're waiting tables and driving Uber, which is great. I salute the hustle, but if you're trying to really get on as an actor, you need to be working on everything yeah. to build your craft. Because if you don't constantly get in front of the camera and know like, oh, this is what I do well, this is what I don't do well, mm-hmm. you're never going to get better. And yeah. LA's full of those people yep. yeah. that just like think like, oh, I'm going to post a TikTok and, you know, get on. And I'm like, I want to be on an episodic TV show, yeah. you know, doing TikTok. what I love, top of the call sheet. And, yeah. you know, you do that through doing a ton of independent work. You know, yeah. just like you guys are doing with, you know, your podcast, this is fully independently produced Yeah, and you guys are killing it and you caught my eye. Yeah. So when you're down there, right, a million people yeah. all want to do the same thing you're doing, right? Yep. So if you're not grinding like that, you're just another pee in the pot, right? It's just like, oh. There's so many people, so many people, and then there's so many people really grinding. Yeah. And then out of that, you know, group, there's so many people that know, you know, like, oh, I got to know these people. I got to know, I got to make sure that they know me. Cause like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if showrunners, producers, writers aren't aware of you, you're going to go nowhere. Yeah. So it's really about, you know, building the relationships and, you know, having demo reels. Yeah. I know so many actors that don't even really have demo reels. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you can go to New York film Academy on a Saturday and shoot a student film on phenomenal you know, camera quality. There's a New yeah. York film Academy in LA, which early on in my career, I built so many demo reels from there. Yeah. And those reels got me agents wow. that got me auditions that, you know, got casting directors to know me. So it's really just about, you know, building your portfolio. Yeah. So is LA as, as cutthroat, I mean, obviously from the Bay and everywhere in the world, they're like, LA's yeah. cutthroat. It's slimy. There's snakes. People stab you in the back. <laughs> Have you experienced any of that? Or is it really that, you know, grimy dude, out there? Dude, I love LA to death. I love the Bay too, but like LA really like won my heart mm-hmm. and you know, I'm never leaving, but it's as slimy, scandalous, <laughs> fake as you could think from, you know, you know, the girl that you're dating yeah. to the, you know, you know, person who you think is going to put you on. So you just got to, you know, believe in yourself, you know, keep moving forward, keep blasting content, letting yeah. people know, you know, you want to be a funny actor. All right. Keep the funny content going. You know, you want to be a dramatic actor, you know, make sure you've got stuff in festivals yeah. um, because nobody cares about you until you're top of the call sheet, you know, on a TV show or a movie yeah. and then everybody cares about you. Yeah. So does it really take, cause I think there also is kind of a, uh, I don't want to say a stigma, but a notion that, and you kind of addressed it as well, in terms of connections, connections are kind of everything out there. Does it really require you to be at every party and every, you know, showing and like just literally out and about 24 seven, just trying to meet and connect? Does it really require that? Have you noticed that? So like, here's the answer you would get from someone that's out there really grinding and they're like, yeah, just like, you know, do the work and, you know, stuff will happen. Yeah. But honestly, man, that's 50% of the grind. Yeah. If you're not out, like, you know, meeting people, letting people know what you do, mm-hmm. you know, I tell everyone I'm an actor. Yeah. You know, I'm not even, you know, I'm not, it's not a full-time career yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want it to be, and I know it's going to be one day because I'm that confident. Yeah. But if you're not telling people that you don't know who you could be talking to, yeah. that if you didn't tell them you're an actor or a writer and they take a liking to you, they could help you. So, yeah. It's really all about going out, you know, being at the right places, you know, not being too thirsty. Yeah. You know, you're going to be a little thirsty because it's like you're trying to get on and it's like such yeah. a hard game to be in. But finding that balance is crucial. And um, you really got to be out, man. You got to be at, you know, the right premieres, you know, casting director workshops, you know, acting classes, you know, the right acting classes with the right teachers. Um, you just got to make sure you're constantly showcasing yourself. You sound super confident, right? And, you know, knowing that you're going to become um, where you want to be. Yeah. But has there ever been a time where you're like, damn, like this acting shit is hard as fuck. I'm not making the connections I needed. Like, I just need to get a corporate job. So I film a Gruber in last August, right? It comes out in January. I get invited to the premiere. You know, I'm on the red carpet. I'm with everybody, you know, Will's there, you know, Bob Saget, rest in peace, oh, you know. Ron Perlman, you know, ton of SNL producers. And, you know, I get a bunch of Getty images and articles on me and, you know, Peacock Universal's interviewing me and I brought my brother and he's like, wow, dude, like this is nuts. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I'm ready to take off now. Like this feels legit. Right. And then I go through dude, like 
you know, basically after MacGruber came out or after I shot MacGruber, I was like, all right, I'm done doing like, you know, the little rinky dink films. Like yeah. I'm only focusing on booking these guest star auditions, series regulars, this and that. And I basically, you know, spent about a year auditioning, getting callbacks, getting put on hold, which means, you know, they, they want you, but there's like one or two other people. Yeah. And I haven't really booked anything big since MacGruber, but mm. my agents, my managers, you know, they keep pushing me, love them. And, um, you just got to keep believing in yourself. Cause like, I'm like right now at a point where I'm like, I should be really on, you mm. know, like I love doing this comedy acting stuff and it's not full time yet. So you got to really believe in yourself. And if your agent, your manager, they still, you know, are submitting you and, you know, pitching you and yeah. casting directors keep calling on you. Like, you know, I have like so many casting directors that keep giving me big auditions and I'm like, you know what, whatever I'm doing, it, it must be working. Cause yeah. They wouldn't be calling me back. Yeah. Yeah. So you in like, I'm on like this September will be year nine being down there. Yeah. And like everybody I know, you know, that I came out there with in 2013 is gone. Wow. You know, like I know people that, you know, are now like really on, but you know, there's a lot of people I know that were in acting classes with me in 2014, 2015 that are gone Yeah. back to Chicago. Yeah. You know, back to New York, back to Florida. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It's like being on the last lap of a triathlon uh, and you're so fatigued. Like yeah. right now I'm so fatigued, but yeah. I still love it. Yeah. You know, but you kind of like, it's like, you know, a little carrot is being dangled in front of you yeah. and you're like, I want it. I'm just going to keep going. And, you know, having people like you guys bring me on the podcast, you know, gives me, you know, the, the lift to be like, people take a liking to me. So yeah. just yeah. keep going and, you know, if you keep going, you know, and you're doing the right things, you know, eventually, you know, something's going to pop and that's for anything in life. Yeah. Any entrepreneurial path. Yeah. Well, I think it's a, a good point too, because you clearly love it. Yeah. You know, so hypothetically, and I don't think this is the case. I do believe that you, you know, will kind of hit that point where you Thank really want to be. Um, but hypothetically, let's say worst case scenario, you just kind of get, keep getting like, you know, not major roles, but just roles. Yeah you love it. So it's not like you're losing, you know, I feel like you would be losing if you did quit and went to a corporate job and sat behind a desk nine to five, then it's like, I'm defeated. What's the point? Yeah. You know? And nowadays, like everything you audition for is a self tape. Yeah. So I go to a studio and film it on my own time. Wow. So for like someone that comes out to LA to try to make it and then they quit, like, you know, you probably just wanted to be famous or rich because you know, what harm is it keeping your agent, keeping your manager and still auditioning forever? Yeah. You know, like I audition for stuff all the time where I'm like, oh my God, if I book this, like I'm going to be the happiest person ever. Yeah. And to walk away from that when it's like, you know, you're not a working actor until you're a working actor. Yeah. So, you know, keep all your side hustles you want and, you know, find a way, but to like quit and give up, I'm going to be doing this forever. Yeah. So, you know, auditioning forever and, you know, hopefully soon, you know, I booked the big, you know, thing, Yeah. but, um, it's something where you get tested. Like, do you really love it? Do you love entertaining? Or are you just here because like, you don't want to work a real job. You, you know, you want to be famous. You want to be rich. And yeah. I mean, I swear like 70% of LA is that. Yeah. Almost definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you walk down there and everyone, every dress is like, they they're going somewhere like yeah. a party. Like even if you go to the grocery store, like you got to have the baggy sweats with the cool sunglasses. Yeah. And it's like, everyone's always, it seems like they're like, Working, you yeah. know what I mean? Not working, yeah. but like walking billboards. You gotta almost. have that image. Yeah. Uh, Especially like out on the weekends, you know, when you're partying and yeah. stuff. Like you see so much of it. Like, yeah. you know, you tell someone about you and then you like look at their phone and they're looking up you on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. to your point, right? Some people don't break through until they're 60. Yeah. Right. And then they have a 20 year run where they're like killing it. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I think it's about the grind and staying consistent. I mean, if yeah. you really want it, you're gonna get it. Anything with content. Yeah. You know, we're in the content business, you know, like you, you're putting yourself out there and you're, you're marketing and labeling yourself as like a podcast host, an actor, a stand up yeah. comedian, you know, whatever it is, you know, if you give up, then you didn't really love it. Yeah. You and know, not to compare your career to anyone else's. Right. But like you've been doing, you said nine years, Yeah, people have been doing it way longer than way you longer. and they haven't had the success you've had. Yeah. So like, you ever be like, damn, like, you know, it's working. Like I'm, I'm making the steps I got to make. I mean, that's the way I look at it. People like message me on Instagram, you know, and they're like, Hey, are you down to do this like independent role? And I'm like, contact my manager, you know, send me some money, you know, let me yeah, think yeah. about it. You know, and like I did something like a few months ago where I played a pastor and like a comedy film uh, and you know, they hit me up and I was like, here, contact my manager, Iona. And you know, sh uh, he contacted her and then, you know, sent a little offer in or whatever. 
And then, you know, I decided I wanted to do it and I play a pastor and it's hilarious, yeah. like hilarious. And then I go and look at the IMDb and there's a dude on the project that's done like 25 episodes on that show, Superstore. Oh, I think that's wow. on NBC. Yeah. So you really don't know what you're like getting involved in. Yeah. That's why I've really never said no to anything, yeah. you know, unless it's like really like, you know, a circus type of production. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think you made a good point too. Cause it's like, you're always kind of sharpening your sword, even if it is kind of something, I don't want to say rinky dink and disrespect anybody, but even if it is kind of a little bit more low budget, yeah, you're still getting in front of the camera and, you know, getting that energy back. And then maybe who knows, you might learn some super awesome technique yeah. from some random person that then lands you that role you want, you know? So I think that's like the most important part about it. You know, it's just really, it's like being a weightlifter and not yeah. lifting weights and expecting yeah. to be strong. Yeah. Like it sucks because acting like, yeah, you kind of can, you know, show up and, you know, if you're memorized, you know, like do the job. But for the most part, like if you're not getting in front of the you know camera and you're, you know, comfortable in front of the camera, it could feel awkward to some people. Yeah. That's why, you know, I've tried to like get in front of the camera as much as I can. Yeah. And if you go look at my YouTube channel, like go look like way back. Yeah. You'd be like, damn, this dude was. I was working, you know, on a, a movie for a freaking circus company. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I seen some of the old stuff. It's crazy how much the production has changed. Putting yourself out there though. Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. On every platform too, you know, yeah. like before TikTok, I, I put like sketches on Twitter. Yeah. You yeah. know, just like somebody see me. Yeah. Seriously. Can you break down the difference between what a manager does and what an agent does? Yeah. So a manager is like, you know, a lot more involved on like, oh, these shows are filming, you know, like he'd be a really good fit for these shows. Like let's work together with the agent and try to get the audition. An agent is more kind of like corporate where they've got like tons of actors. They're submitting you on this, you know, website called breakdown service, you know, and hopefully you get the auditions, but the managers are kind of like in the back, like, oh, like, you know, like my manager, for example, like invited me to a table read a few weeks ago for like, you know, a few pilots and like, you know, that's stuff that managers would do more. Okay. And then agents are more just like, kind of more just like business, 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 but managers are business still, but it's more of like the managers are a little more creative mm. and the agents are like more corporate. If yeah. that makes sense. So managers are more personal almost too. It sounds like way more personal. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So in terms of the whole idea of typecasting, do you feel like, cause I noticed a lot of your stuff is kind of more on the comedy side. Yeah. Are you ever afraid of like, shit, if I keep, you know, mainly doing comedy, I'm going to lock myself in a box because you see that with actors all the time. Yeah. It's like with like a Jonah Hill, I feel like it took him so long that he had to lose all this weight mm -hmm. and do all this stuff just to get a semi-serious role. Yeah. You know, I'll quote my buddy Curtis Nelson. He said, typecast is better than no cast, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's yeah, like how it goes sure. in Hollywood. Like you need to be get known for something first. Yeah. And then, you know, you hammer that role or that character for years and then hopefully you can break out and do other stuff. But I'm like, I just want to be on a sitcom playing the dorky neighbor, yeah. you know, that's annoying, you know, the, the family with kids and, yeah, yeah. you know, like I already have the characters in my head. So it's better to be like that than like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You yeah. know, you got to like find one thing, hone in on it. You know, I still audition and, you know, do drama stuff, but yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta brand yourself. Yeah. And a lot of actors like don't think that's a thing. Like a lot of actors that haven't made it yet, but yeah. you got to brand yourself. And you know, like I pour into like my Instagram story yeah. as like the characters I want to play. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, you've got to know what you are. Yeah. It's funny. It's it, social media really is a platform. I, it's not like an acting role, but I've had like MTV reach out to me a couple of times Sick. in the past about like going on like a reality show. Do it. The yeah. Lover's Island type yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because yeah. I'm sure uh, it's, I don't, I don't want to say it's similar, but the questions they were asking me were outrageous. Right. Like what? Like whoa, uh, so you say you're a partier. What's the craziest thing you've done when you're drunk? Do you get mad when you drink? What's the worst breakup story you've had? Just like looking and like seeking all this drama, yeah. you know? So it's like- And they want the worst answer. Oh yeah. Like they, they want the, the most worst. toxic answer. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. That's wild. Yeah. I was on SF Castings for a while. Oh, sick. Um, and I was Dude, there's movies, there's shows dude, that film up here. You can book like oh, a small co-star or a small role in like a big production up here. So I booked the uh, NCAA- Commercial Sick. 2019, right? Like I was going to be an extra on the basketball court. I was like, dude, you're this getting paid. People are going to see you. The, the main actor gets hurt. He's a black guy. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, this I'm, is my I, shot. I, dude. I was, I was talking to some of the PAs. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to ask. I'm like, Hey man, like, you know, we're kind of the same skin color. Like <laughs> yeah. if you guys need someone to just stand in, like I'll yeah. do it. 
He's like, let me ask the director. So he goes and asks them. Director pulls up in a car. He looks at me. He's like, you down to cut your hair? I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so I ended up uh, like being a body double pretty much. Sick. But it was so dope. Like just to be like, they treat you way different too. Like I was an extra. And then after that, oh, go to the trailer. You need to change. Putting up makeup on me and shit. I was like, damn, this is like real shit. Like. And of course, the uh, pandemic happened, so they didn't. Uh, they never dropped a uh, commercial. Oh, uh, um, but it was still dope. I got paid a lot of money to do it. Yeah, um, like a thousand dollars. Still, but dope. it was still dope, dude. Yeah, I huge. body doubled Zachary Levi one time, the Shazam dude. Oh no was, way! This was years ago, oh, and it was for three days. I got paid bank, and they made me feel like I was on, yeah. and I was just his body double. I had yeah. my own trailer. I was talking with him the whole time. I was like, I'm doing a body double right now. And <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is going to turn into something. And you know, obviously it doesn't, it's just a body double, yeah. but you get paid. You find different ways like in entertainment to get paid. Yeah. You know? So being in LA, I think there also is another notion where it's like, Oh, you see famous people all the time. Mm -hmm. Is that like true? Do you see like legit, like, you know, famous actors, you see Drake walking down the street or, you know, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone or whoever. Have you come across that? Or is that just more of a, you really don't. Yeah. But now since I've been there for so long and like some of the areas I hang out in, you know, you'll see them once in a while, but it's not like what you think. Yeah. You know, so many of them, they're constantly in planes, you know, they've got yeah. assistants going to get their food, yeah. you know, um, I'm really hoping I get to that level soon, <laughs> Yeah. <that was> sick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you don't see them like that, but then you do sometimes and, you know, for the most part, they're fun. Like I've seen Kevin Hart a few times, like, yeah, you know, like, you know, the first time I saw him, I went out of my way and dapped him up and yeah, then, yeah. You know, I saw him again and he's like, Hey, I remember you. And oh, no way. Yeah. That's so, um, you know, and also too, why not, you know, say what's up to someone and, you know, tell them you love their work. Who yeah. knows if, you know, they look at you and they're like, Hey, I'm shooting something. You want to be in it? Yeah. Uh, Have you ever, um, like done any auditions? You're like, damn, I'm about to get this. And it didn't work out. And then you like actually saw the movie and you're like, or can you say what those movies were or not really? Um, to be honest with you, there's been so many. I can't even like right now think about it. Uh, but yeah, it happens all the time. Man. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of always a good feeling when you see someone that booked the role that you auditioned for and they look totally opposite of you. Yeah. Because yeah. then you know it wasn't really about your talent. Yeah. But then if you see someone that looks like you, yeah. like, it's funny. I'll see other people. I'm like, damn, that dude looks just like me. Um, <laughs> you know? And um, then you're like, oh, shit, what did I do? You know, maybe I was, you know, too over the top or, you know, I, I was too subtle or something. But um yeah, man. Like I, this like last year I've auditioned for so many big things and got callbacks and been like right there. And like, you know, these are like series, regular roles, parts in huge movies. Wow. Um, but that's like the, you know, that's like the appetizer that should keep you, you know, you know, going to, you know, get to the, you know, destination that you want to get to. In terms of casting, I've heard, uh, like I forget what his, his name was, but one of the actors from star Wars was saying that he was in a, uh, uh, a casting position where he was opposite of another actor whose entire job was to be like R2D2. And she was like sitting there be like, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, like <laughs> making noises. Have you ever been in like a, like a funny or crazy scenario in terms of like what they had you do when you were trying out for a role? Not really. Um, and you know, you never want to use props. You never want to show up in uniform. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to, you know, let these casting people know I can do this. I can do that. Um, but no, that'd be funny. Yeah. So what this girl like brought someone else to like play R2D2. Well, no. So it was, I guess, uh, I, I don't, I forget what role he was trying out for, but they had someone there kind yeah. of stand in as, cause he was supposed to be talking to R2D2 or something like yeah. that. So there was some girl they had on set who was just pretending to be, but it's like, kind of like you see the walking dead zombies who are like walking across the street and like, ah, like tryouts are all crazy. Well, no, that's like in an audition, you'll have like, you'll walk into a room and this was before the self tape era. Cause yeah. now we're in the self tape era where you can audition, you know, wherever, Anywhere. you know, yeah. and send it in through a website. But you know, back in the day you would walk in and then, you know, the casting director would like, you know, be kind of behind the camera filming. And then you would have a reader to the side, yeah, yeah. you know, so you're looking at the reader, the camera's right here. So that's like kind of how like it goes. Yeah. 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 You were laughing. Were you, there's something. <laughs> you guys remember the mannequin challenge? Yeah. Like, oh, that was like, it, was that the first challenge? Like of like challenges? It was either that or planking. I feel planking like planking was the first one. Yeah. 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 But I went to audition and they literally like had me stand there and they're like, all right, see, like act like you're getting out of a car. And like, I'm literally just like this and like staying there super still. And they got the camera and they're like going all around me. And I'm like, fuck, if this ever gets out, I'm gonna look so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I, 
I just thought about that when you auditioning said auditioning is the weirdest thing ever. I bet. Like you can't really you do your best, but it's like you're against a blank wall. The camera's on you the whole time. Everyone's hella quiet. You can't really move. You know, you've got to be very subtle. Um, and it's a very weird process. Like I salute the people that make these decisions because they, you know, they always, you know, make the right decision for the most part. Yeah. And, you know, they know. So auditions are weird and awkward. What was the audition like for uh, MacGruber's dad? Dude, so I, I get the audition from my agent, Tina, at Presley Talent. She's amazing. And they say they want a Sam Elliott lookalike. And I'm like, I've got a huge beard. Yeah, yeah. I've got like big hair. I'm going to basically put on these like disco clothes that I have. Yeah. Shave my face. Yeah. Keep a mustache. Cause that's what, you know, Sam Elliott has. And, um, I sent in an audition and it was, I get in the back of an ambulance and MacGruber's mom just like died. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to give any spoilers away, but yeah. if you watch the series, you'll, you know, maybe yeah. find out who kills MacGruber's mom. Yeah. And, um, I basically go in the audition. I go, Dorsey. And like I said, a few other lines too, but it was just really over the top comedy stuff. And yeah. I was like, I'm just going to go big for this. And then, you know, sent it in and then two months later booked it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn, that's uh, quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's the best way to describe MacGruber is, you know, over the top, over the top. You know, every, every, dude, that movie's hilarious, man. I don't know if you've seen it. It's hilarious. So when you're on a set like that, right? Obviously they treat people different as yeah. far as like your role. Yeah. Um, do you think like the main stars are always kind of like, don't talk to me, like let me sit in this corner and eat by myself type thing? Or is that always the vibe on a set? Dude, I'll never forget like day one on MacGruber. Uh, and first of all, for MacGruber, we shot so much stuff that didn't come out. Mm. So there was a ton of stuff that we shot that I've got like great memories of. But I remember day one, me and my buddy, John Snow, who's my co-star in it. We do a scene opposite of each other. And they're like, yeah, just improv and ramble and just do something funny. And we're like, oh, sick. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. know, so we have like a ball with that. Um, and then they go cut, you know, after take one. And then Will Forte comes out and he's clapping. And I'm like, what? And there's like 50 people behind the daily screen, you know, watching the scene unfold. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yo, if I got Will Forte clapping for me that, you know, I'm it's funny. I'm like, you know whatever I'm doing is working. Um, and they were all so down to earth and, you know, cool. But, um, I think when you're like, you know, you're cast on something and it's like a team effort. Right. Mm. So they're all, you know, pretty cool. But, you know, I've been on sets with some big people and I've never like, you know, seen any, you know, drama or egos. Um, it's a pretty, you know, good experience. And nowadays you gotta be, you know, so professional and like, you know, can't say this, can't say that. So, it's really a good experience now filming because, you know, everybody's feeling comfortable and, yeah. you know, waiting for their, you know, shot. Do you feel like when you first decided to, you know, really pursue acting, was there any pushback from your family or friends? Were they kind of like, I don't know, you should just, you know, do this or. Dude, you know, it's the first. Okay. I remember doing podcasts like a few years ago mm -hmm. and I wouldn't go into depths about my journey, yeah. but now I'm like, dude, I'm telling everybody everything. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not a full-time actor yet, but I'm kind of, yeah. you know, and I know I'm going to get there. So I keep it a hundred, but man, I remember when I first started, like some close homies of mine, like making fun of me, yeah. you know, my parents thought I was crazy, mm -hmm. you know, and now they know, you know, I'm serious about it. Yeah. You know, I treat it like a business, but, um, yeah, man, to go through those, like, you know, emotions of like, I'm really a nobody out here in 2013, 14, yeah. 15, and I'm still going to keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it really takes someone, you know, that, you know, believes in themselves, you know, to, you know, keep going forward and pushing. And that's yeah. with everything in life, you know, yeah. not just, you know, acting, you know, any, you know, type of craft, you know, it takes that. But, um, I've got great friends, you know, that, you know, push me and, you know, cheer me on and, you know, it's fun. Um, you know, I have a ball with it. You know, I'm a big goofball. I'm constantly making fun of myself. Yeah, like, yeah. So many people take themselves way too serious these yeah. days. And it's like, come on. Like, yeah. you know, you're not fooling no one. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I've got like a great support team now. I've got like a great team behind me that pushes me. You know, one of my close friends, you know, he's my agent now. Um, Mike Clifford, shout out. But, um, yeah, man, um, I'm just having fun with it now. And, you know, I've got to a point where I audition for big stuff consistently. Yeah. And I remember when I first moved there, that's all I wanted. I was like, I just want the opportunities. Yeah. So now to see them come and it feels like, you know, I've kind of proved myself and now it's time to just, you know, show up to the audition, you know, show up to set, you know, be ready, memorized. You know, there's no goofing around. There's, 
no partying, you know, before auditions or, you know, shooting and then, yeah. you know, party after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so was, it, was there a point where, you know, when you said your friends were kind of making fun of you and your, yeah. your, your parents weren't uh, taking you or they kind of thought you were crazy? Yeah, because I, I didn't grow up as like a drama kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just told them, I was like, yo, like, I want to go to Hollywood and, you know, trying to get on. And they're yeah. like, what? Yeah. And I don't blame them. Yeah. You know, I could just imagine if my kid did that. Yeah. Like, but oh, I'm, shit. I've always been so animated and, you know, love to entertain that. I'm like, I know I can do this. Yeah. Well, so what is a was it like MacGruber where there or like what point in your history of work where they finally like, okay, like we are there, we get it now. We understand like congrats. Yeah. I'd say MacGruber was it? then I got invited to the premiere wow. and, you know, did the red carpet thing, you know, yeah. um, did an interview with like NBC universal and it was like, oh my God, I'm like actually like <laughs> yeah. a character in this franchise. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's like, that's like my baby, like my little, yeah. like MacGruber's dad role, you know, like yeah. it's nothing big, but you know, I got billed as a recurring guest star on it. Yeah. You know, like uh, yeah. the residuals are fluffy. So, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's a big deal to me and you know, a lot of people, but that's like, that was kind of like, all right, now I'm in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, don't mess up, you know, get your auditions in early, do all that stuff, you know, stay working on your craft, you know, stay doing classes and workshops and stuff. Yeah. And, Let's see what happens. Were you like, I told you so, or were you just like, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to let them see it. And it I is mean, what it is. You know, I can be a little petty at times. You know, I was, I was saying, I told you so to a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you should at times, you know, yeah. people got to wake up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so what's your biggest advice for someone moving to LA and they're like, you know, I want to be an actor. Like, you know, what are you going to tell them what they need to do? Dude, just like immediately start creating. When I got there in 2013, people weren't really creating. It was kind of like a time where like, you had, you know, people that were actors and they would just act, you know, there wasn't TikTok. you know, the YouTube sketch comedy scene was like very underground. Mm. Nowadays, if you like, you know, you're, you're 24 or whatever, and you move to LA and try to get on, like you're immediately diving into a pool full of creators. Yeah. And you better just make sure that, you know, you stay original, but yeah. you know, you also too kind of like see the patterns of stuff and, you know, let people know who you are. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to put you on if, you know, I mean, yeah, you can have that one audition where your talent really shows, but people got to know who you are, yeah. you know, and people got to know you're known as an actor and you do good work and, you know, you're a comedy actor, you're a drama actor and, you know, really just, you know, pound the pavement, you know, with that, you know, branding of yourself and, you know, just keep going. Mm. I know people that move down there and they haven't put out anything. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, there's a million people that want to do lighting. There's a million people that, you know, want to be a DP. Yeah. Like, like you got to find these people. Yeah. Right. Like there's no excuse not to create. I mean, I just tell people, you know, move to studio city or Sherman Oaks and tell people you want to get in the game and, you know, yeah, you'll yeah. start working your way in it. You know, that's like kind of the hub of where all the creators are. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think so many people like say they want to be in Hollywood or like, I know people that have said, Oh, I'm starting a podcast, you know, me included is one of them, yeah, yeah. you know, but I'm like acting is like, taking up way too much time. Yeah. Um, but so many people say they're going to start things. And I think if you're not afraid to fail and look goofy, then, you know, you've got, you know, the, the recipe to, you know, make it, but so many people are worried about looking too cool. Yeah. And, you know, like, Oh, is this quality good or bad? And it's like, yo, you're not really being paid to create yet. Yeah. So whatever you put out, even if it looks bad, whatever. Yeah. You know, that's the thing I like about comedy acting. Like some of my early stuff I put out, it's so like bad and yeah. dumb. like as far as quality writing and it yeah, was stuff yeah. that I wasn't doing, uh -huh. but since it's comedy, like I remember one time I worked on a project where they filmed my scene through a window uh -huh. and I got the footage back and it was like so bad, but I'm playing like a douchebag HR guy in an office. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to post this, whatever. And it got like 300 likes, like 200 comments oh, wow. on Facebook. And I was like, Hey, it's comedy. It's funny. If it's yeah. low budget, put it out. So do you do, so I come from a marketing world. So that's why I asked this. Yeah. Do you do any like paid advertising for your reels or like, uh, is that like kind of unheard of in the acting industry to kind of like, you know, really force it out there? Or is it more so just like organic through your agent, through your manager? I would say it's definitely more organic because like so many people want to be actors. Mm. And I think it looks, unless you're like in something that's been at Sundance yeah, or, you know, Cans or canes or I don't I still don't even know how you pronounce it. Is it cans or con the film festival in Paris or whatever? I, I think it's con con. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard like Rick Ross say it like four different ways. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, if you're in something legitimate like that, uh -huh. you know, pay to promote it. But if it's something that like doesn't really have a, a name or a title attached to it, it might, you know, make you just look like too thirsty. Yeah. And it's like, unless like there's someone big attached to it or like, you know, it got an award somewhere, yeah. you might be wasting your time. But what do I know? Um, I think that the main thing is like do good work, mm -hmm. get good demo reels, get a good manager, get a good agent, let casting directors know who you are, get good headshots um, and tell everyone, you know, you're an actor or a comedian or, a, you know, writer, whatever it is. Yeah. Down in LA, right. Is there, I would say half of the people probably went to like film school and then half the people are just like, I'm out here doing it. Yeah. Um, do you find a big difference in like talent or is it just kind of, you know, if you're good, you're good. You can definitely tell like the person that went to Tish or, you know, uh, NYU, you know, school of, you know, drama arts or whatever. Um, you know, I wasn't that kid, you know, I, I was doing like little student films at San Diego state, you know, trying to like create this little, like, you know, journey, but, um, yeah, man, I mean, you, you got to stay in class, you know, you got to keep it sharp, but, um, yeah, the ones that are like really, really on at an early age, like if you're like 26, 27 and you're on a series and like, you haven't done much, you probably came out of like NYU film or Tish, or, you know, one of those schools, um, like Adam Sandler, I think he went to like Tish. And then like, right after that was like on SNL. And then after that was like a movie star. So yeah. you've got to just, whatever your path is, create it, you know? So I was looking at some of your stuff and I noticed that you were in, I don't know if it was a full foreign film, but the scene I saw that some guy was like talking Farsi <laughs> and I think you're talking Spanish. Dude, see, that was another thing like, you know, before MacGruber where like, you know, I auditioned for something. I didn't know what it was. And they're yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you booked it. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Send me my sides. Yeah. And then, you know, I start memorizing, you know, the, the stuff that I didn't audition with. And then I'm like, oh, whoa, I'm doing this. But once again, another moment to get kind of uncomfortable yeah. and see how it looks. Um, and yeah, that was really funny. If, if anyone watches that, this dude looks like the Persian Robert De Niro. That's yes, awesome. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I literally posted a picture and people were like, oh my God, is that him? Oh, shit. <laughs> so were you, was the whole entire role, was it all in Spanish? So I was playing like some terrorists. Oh wow. So like, I guess I was just confusing, you know, the like police officer with like different dialects. And, yeah, you yeah. know, dude, I, I sometimes work on stuff, man, where I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just memorized <laughs> and in character and, yeah. you know, doing my job and, you know, leaving and hopefully the content is good. Yeah. So it has there been any role that you've been cast for or like has been put in front of you and you're like, no way. Get that away from me. Dude, I'll do anything, man. <laughs> like that sounds so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like any role, you yeah. know, like yeah. um, you know, because it's it's all acting. Yeah. It's all yeah. pretend. It's telling stories. Yeah. So, you know. Unless it's like something that looks like, you know, a porno, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm not, you know, you know, going to do that. But unless it's like, you know, some huge Warner Brothers thing where what I'm like, the what if they did it. like white chicks or not? Well, I mean, oh. black, or not. Oh, you probably couldn't do black chicks. Yeah, no, I definitely couldn't. <laughs> no, like I have some friends that'll that'll be like, oh, I would never like, you know, dress up as a girl and like do a comedy movie. And I'm yeah. like, some of my favorite movies are dudes like dressing up like chicks yeah, like yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Like yeah. who doesn't love that movie? Yeah. Like, you know, and it's acting. Yeah. So whatever your, you know, preferences on whatever, you know, comes with that territory, like I just love to act. So, yeah. you know, if it's a good script and you know there's good people attached to it, um, I'm in. So obviously with acting, if you know, people think TV shows, commercials, movies. Have you ever been cast for anything like, you know, different that's kind of outside of the spe spectrum, like, you know, like a music video or, you know, maybe something right, like a, maybe like a, a voice for a video game or something. Have you ever been cast for anything like that? I've done video games. You know, I do voiceovers, you know, that kind of pays the bills, you yeah. know, in the background when you do a voiceover, like I've got something on CNBC right now for this company called Bell Point OZ. Huh. And people hear it in airports and stuff. It's really oh, funny. Yeah, it's like wow. the most random ad, but the producers on it are great. And uh, I'm doing another one pretty soon. But um, I've done video games. You know, I did like this thing one time that ended up on Roku. And it, it oh, was wow. like, it was a crime drama. Huh. And, you know, I'm in like two scenes of it. And I had no clue it was going to end up on Roku. Yeah. And there was billboards for the project. It was called Cypher all over LA. Wow. And I was like, whoa, I worked on this thing. I didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, boom, it's like, oh, shoot. You know, this thing's on, you know, Roku, which huge platform. Yeah. 
it's like, you know, not Netflix or Hulu or Amazon, but still. it's still big. Oh, a lot know? of people use Roku. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Roku has original content now. And then, uh, dude, one thing I've done that like is really kind of like under the radar is I did a music video with Oliver Tree. Dude, that's sick. Dude, that's that kid dope. is out of control. He's I don't even wild. know if he's a kid. I don't know how old he dude, is. Dude, he can, is yeah. he 20? <laughs> is he 40? <laughs> no one knows. He won't tell anyone either, I bet. Yeah, um, where I play a security guard in it. And then, you know, when the final thing came out, you know, they cut so much stuff like they always do. Yeah. But um, it was funny, dude. We filmed in, like, you know, the Mojave Desert. Like, Sick. I think it was during COVID. And, dude, it was, like, 120 degrees outside, and yeah. I'm in a suit. And it was, like, one of the most fun jobs that I've had. Like, I was, you know, chasing him around and... It was funny, like when the camera wasn't rolling, he would just go to his trailer and yell at his assistant to roll more blunts. Really? <laughs> it was oh, hilarious. <laughs> if you go to my YouTube, I have a video I'm filming, like him uh, yelling at his assistant, like, yeah, yeah. I told you to roll more. <laughs> and it got like 100,000 views. <laughs> Dude, like, he's wild. I yeah. can never, I don't think he ever turns off. I think no. he's always on. Yeah. He's kind of like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so that's an interesting question. He's from Santa Cruz. Is he really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, damn. And I was listening to him talk about how he got on and he said he was just like putting out videos on, I think YouTube. Uh, yeah. He's, he's pretty talented. His music's actually pretty sick. It's huge. I mean, he got a song with Blink-182 that I love. Wow. I forgot oh, what it's called, That's but a big um, deal. yeah, yeah, he's, you know, he's big. Uh, so in terms of always being on, right, I think, and you hear about stuff like this with like, you know, Heath Ledger and stuff yeah. where actors go so deep. Yeah. Do you ever have you ever experienced something like that? Or do you do at times you kind of, cause obviously being in LA, you do have to kind of put on a certain face for sure. Do you ever kind of feel like, damn, is this like actually me? Or is this like something that I'm just fronting for this? You know, like do you ever feel kind of lost like that? I mean, you definitely need to be putting on a show yeah. cause you're in the business. Uh, it's show business, you know? Yeah. So, you know, when you show up to an audition or, you know, you're filming stuff for social media, like I'm always leaning into like funny, 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 funny. Yeah. You know, like I see so many people on social media, like sad and complaining and this yeah. and that. And like, yo, I feel for those people that, you know, aren't, you know, in a good mood all the time. Yeah. But, um, you got to kind of just, you know, you always just got to be like entertaining, you yeah. know? And it's not like, you know, I'm doing some Heath Ledger, you know, stuff yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I, I'm nowhere near that level, yeah. but you know, when it time does come, you know, where you, you, you know, you're booked on something for, you know, three weeks, four weeks, you know, you got to like, kind of, you know, when you get to set, you know, maneuver in a way where, you know, you wouldn't, if you were like, you know, sitting in your bed yeah, watching yeah. TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I always got to be ready and warmed up in a certain sense. Yeah. Does it ever get exhausting kind of doing that? Or you're kind of like, you get home one day and you're like, fuck man, like I'm just. I'll, t I'll tell you what gets exhausting. And, uh, I've been tested with this lately because like all the auditions now you film them yourself. Uh, so like, you know, my agent, my manager will send me an audition, big audition, you know, and I immediately film it. I get my reader, you know, I get my whole setup ready or I go to a studio and film it. Um, and then it's like when so many of those big auditions keep coming in and like to set up an audition, like that's why I miss the old days when I would just walk into a room, memorized, do my scene and leave. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, you got to film it. You've got to edit it. Damn. You know, you've got to have a reader ready, you know, so I have a reader ready on Zoom. Mm. And then when it's like, you know, since McGruber, there's been like, man, there's been probably like 40 to 50, like gigantic auditions I wow. haven't booked, but I've gotten like the second audition. I've yeah. got like put on hold, put on a veil. And yeah. those are the things I hold on to that keep me motivated about yeah. staying in the game. But, um, oh yeah, I've hit a point of, you know, exhaustion, but you know, I'm not quitting. There's no turning back. I've never been that kind of guy. Yeah. So now, you know, you really get tested to see, you know, like, oh, do you love it? Or are you just here to, you know, make a career? And yeah, I want to make a career, but you know, I love it. And I put so much into it where it's like, you know, I'd be a fool to walk away now. And I think that's a huge thing that keeps anyone going, right? Because like for me personally, with the whole music and the production and the business, I've dumped so much time and money into this thing. If I quit, I would be the worst business person in the world because it'd be such a wasted investment of time, energy, and money. So I feel like in a certain sense, it's almost, if you really know you truly love it, it's almost important and smart to kind of just overly dump into it. So if you ever do get to that point of second guessing or self-doubt, you're like, well, no way, because like, Look at everything I've done. I cannot give up now. The amount of money, time, energy I've thrown into this thing, dude. Like, I mean, people think I'm crazy. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, it's all just portfolio stuff for me. You know, every time one of these things happens, it's just another person sees me. Another producer sees me, gets familiar with me. But, um, yeah, if you're like, you know, if you're cheap and like constantly watching your dollar, getting in the business of, you know, 
entertainment or creating content. Cause nowadays we're in an era where you've got to have your own thing running yeah. before like a big advertiser or a big production company, you yeah. know, wants to give you a bag and run yeah. with it. And now you've got a bigger platform and a bigger studio, yeah. but until then you've got to, you know, make it, you know, look as, you know, professional as possible. Yeah. And I think that's where people quit. You know, you get exhausted, you know, you're down to zero bucks, you know, you're, you know, the girl that you like, you know, thinks you're a loser because you know, you're, you know, however old and you're not on yet. Yeah. You know? And it's like all these things that come your way, yeah. you know, will really throw you off guard. But then, you know, one day, you know, when you're series regular top of the list, you know, yeah, they'll all come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think if you uh, try to do castings in the Bay area or like New York, which is a smaller pool of, yeah. of competition, you would do better. Or do you think LA is where all the work is? I'm staying there. Dude, it's so universal now. Like stuff comes out of Atlanta, stuff comes mm. out of Chicago, New York, New Mexico, you know, Louisiana, North Carolina. Um, like being an actor these days, it's like you don't need to really be anywhere. Mm. You want to go to L.A. You want to get known out of there. You want the people that are out of L.A. to know you. Yeah. But you really can be like I, I have friends that are in Atlanta that are working actors. You know, mm. like they audition for stuff in Atlanta. Mm. You know, I also do, too. You know, it's through self-tape. But um, I'll work as a local to hire anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, if someone's like, Hey, we need someone to like, you know, be in a scene with, you know, Denzel, you only have two or three lines. I'm like, I'm there. I'll, I'll book the flight myself. I'll yeah, go stay yeah. at a hotel. Like, don't worry. Just, you know, book me, give me the job. And you know, you got to have that kind of grind. Yeah. What is the, uh, in terms of trying to get well-known, because obviously that is a big factor in it. Have you seen any other people just out in the wild? What is like the craziest thing they've done to get well-known because you hear of people like Takashi six, yeah. who were just like doing the most just to try to get on. Yeah. Have you seen that in the acting world of like, you know, some person getting on a bar and like randomly reciting lines or I don't know, something crazy. I think the craziest story I've heard so far out there is, uh, God, who is it? Um, Charlize Theron. Mm. She was in a bank and like dropped a check or something or her check bounced. And like, there was a producer behind her and was like, Oh, you're really pretty. Like we should put you in a movie. And like, that really happened. Wow. Yeah. You know, like that stuff does happen. I mean, like I have people that come up to me, you know, that are like in the game and they're like, Oh, you look like John Hamm. And I'm like, well, you know, my name is Ryan Kendrick and I'm yeah, an yeah. actor. You yeah, know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're in the game, you know, want to put me in. Yeah. But um, yeah, you kind of really though, got to be doing the most in a professional matter, yeah. you know, cause you got to stand out. Right. Yeah. Nobody's going to really notice you if you're just like, Hey everybody, da, 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 da. like, you know, yeah. you got to kind of be, you know, animated and fun and, you know, you've got to, you know, have charisma and like, you know, make people want to, you know, be attached to you. Cause like, that's how you get people to watch your movies and your TV yeah. shows, you know, like, you know, the actors that, you know, don't really get long runs are the ones whose, you know, TV shows didn't do well and nobody mm -hmm. went and watched their movies. So you yeah. really got to like, you know, hone in on your personality, your craft, you know, your social media and like yeah. really blend it all you know, to make yourself a package. Huh. I'm a big fan of uh, the show Snowfall. Love that show. And uh, the main character obviously isn't from America. Yeah, well, not, British, not right? obviously. Yeah. Because I'm like, what the fuck? Like he's I heard great. him talk. And I'm like, how the hell does he speak like that? Yeah. Um, so do you ever feel like um, accents are a big part of it? And like, have you picked up any? Dude, I really haven't. Like, yeah, I was at a table read and they needed a British accent. And like, really, you know, the only thing I know how to say really well in like a uh, an English accent is British. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. but when I'm drinking or something, yeah. I can like spit it out more. Yeah. But those actors from the UK, it is like, I mean, in Australia, like they're the really talented ones. Because yeah. like, how, like, like you said, like you didn't even know he was from the Crazy. UK and, you know. Um, it's because they like start acting really young. Like they don't do basketball and football and baseball, how we do huh. like growing up in Pleasanton. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like all about the arts. So think about it. If you're acting since you're 10 and by the time you're like 24, you know, yeah. you're so good, you know, yeah. because you just get better and better like every year. Oh, that's interesting. That's like, uh, did you guys watch Stranger Things? Well, yeah, I know you do. Have you seen the? You know, I haven't really watched much of it. No. I've watched like season one. I know it's great. I just, I don't know. I haven't got around to it. Well, there's a actor, Eddie or is his, his character, but he's like full on British and watching the show, you would never, he's like, oh, it's wow. like his American accent is so on point that when I found out his like real voice, I was like, what the hell? It's like wild. So it's, it's, it's almost like, it feels like magic. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I think it's different for us too, because we're all American. So we're like, so used to hearing it. That's like, well, American, yeah. we don't have accents. It's like, yeah. well, no, we technically do. We do. Yeah. Especially like growing up in the Bay. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, like me, like, I guess I had like a Valley boy accent. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's what like girls in LA tell me. They're yeah. like, you sound like you're from the Valley. And I'm like, yeah, I'm from the Valley up there. Yeah. 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 But like New York, Boston, right. They all That's got true. their own. Oh little, yeah. Little twang. Little twang. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Huh. Would you, uh, would you want to be on like a, a Netflix? Well, obviously that's a stupid question. Obviously yeah. you want to be on Netflix and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, but like uh, something like stranger things, like, uh, they have this guy who's like in this full getup with like a monster outfit. Like, would you want to play something crazy like that? Or like you're a villain or like a, in a monster suit or something crazy. Like, I feel like outside of comedy, my favorite roles are being the villain or uh -huh. the bad guy yeah. or like the psycho. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't know why I just love playing those characters. Yeah. Like thrillers and suspense films are my favorite movies to watch at night. Yeah. Like not even comedy movies, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, the work that goes into that, when they put the prosthetics on you and yeah. all that, that like, that is real work. When oh. you're like spending like 16 hours every day on set in like, you know, like for example, like Mrs. Doubtfire or, uh, yeah. you know, like another thing where like, you've got this stuff sitting on you all day. Like that is work, Yeah, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm all in, you know, whatever big platform, you know, big role I'm there. Yeah. You heard him. You heard him. You heard me. <laughs> Wherever you are. What are like, Dan, this might be hard for you because you're obviously in the game. Yeah. But like top five of your your favorite movies, if you had to pick some. Okay, here we go. Um, first favorite movie, Saturday Night Fever. Mm. Okay. Second favorite movie, Casino. Mm. Third favorite movie, here we go, Boogie Nights. Okay. okay. Fourth favorite movie, Training Day. Nice. Fifth favorite movie. Wow, it sounds like a tongue twister. Um, it's funny. I'm probably missing one that I tell people all the time. Yeah. There Will Be Blood. There you go. Yeah, that's a pretty strong five. Yeah, that's really strong. Training yeah. Day for sure is in my top five, maybe yeah. top three. Like, I love that movie. Yeah, I would say There Will Be Blood is probably like one of my top three. Yeah, and it's, it's like most of my favorite movies are like older. And that yeah. movie, what, came out in 2007? That's yeah, it's not pretty old. that old. Yeah. Or kind of old. I mean, yeah. I technically guess. now, but. Technically now. Yeah. But it still looks new. Yeah. You know. It's very crisp. Of yeah. course, you said like the 90s sitcoms definitely pushed you into wanting, yeah. wanting to act. Do you have a favorite actor? Like you're like, this guy motivated me so much. Um, I really wanted to like pursue acting because of this person or just kind of. It's funny, like, you know. I've met Bob Saget a few times mm -hmm. and like kicked it with him just out and about like in bars. Um, but like his role on like, you know, full house, like that's something like, like, you know, I love like a compassionate guy, mm. but also like a funny dork, you know, like a goofy dad, like, you know, you gotta like watch those roles that you like and be like, you know, I can do that, mm. you know, um, stuff like that. Like, so would that kind of be your dream role then? Is that would be, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like sitcom, like the dorky dad, Yeah, you know, like I already know, like, you know, if I get, when I get that audition, I do get those auditions Yeah, and I'm like, you know, like when they come in, I'm like, oh, I'm getting this. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. And then if I don't, I know I'm getting the next one. Yeah. That's you know, sick. yeah. You gotta be confident. Yeah, yeah definitely. So this is kind of a, a oddball question, but have you had any uh, paranormal experiences before? Huh? <laughs> I really haven't. No. And I love like watching UFO stuff on YouTube, Yeah. but I'm kind of like the UFO hater. Cause I'm like, all right, you know, my friends that believe in UFOs, I'm like, where are they? Yeah. It's 2022. I've never seen one. Yeah. And I guess they could be in front of you and you don't even know it. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys, have you guys seen one? Are you homies with any UFOs or aliens? You just talk to my brother. Don't get him started. Really? Bro. He will go crazy what about he all say? types of conspiracies. Bob Lazar shit. Yeah. Well, kind of well, everything, but like, you know, like, have you heard of Skinwalker Ranch? Have you heard of that? Dude, who your, oh, your brother posted a story. Post Malone. Post Malone. So yeah. what is that? So Skinwalker Ranch, it's essentially this place. Uh, shoot. I want to, uh, I'm not going to butcher it and make up a location, but I would say somewhere like Arizona. Or New I was going to say all those places are New Mexico, Texas, Arizona. Yeah. But it's essentially this, uh, this place and there was a ranch on it and a couple families lived in it. And one of the families would just experience this crazy stuff all the time. Like sometimes they would see this like random ball of light float around and then would have float and then the dogs would see it and freak out. And then a couple of times they found their dogs like legit melted. And then like some other sure. times they would see like their, their cattle disappeared and then they were trying to find the cattle. And then they heard some noise within this like container, the shipping container and they came back and then they opened the container and there's like 50 cattle all just jammed into this container. And then like, Dude, you don't know how they got always, in there and like anything UFO or alien related. It's always like a ton of cattle, like end yeah. up like herding together. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't like not believe in it. Uh -huh. I just want to see it. 
Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'm sure if you lived like on a ranch in South Dakota and you don't have any neighbors, you'll see you some know, stuff, you'll see some stuff. And maybe if you don't, you'll, you'll think you do. Cause you're just in the middle of nowhere. Well, and that's an interesting point too. Cause if you think about it, majority of the nights, like it's like, I'm either in the studio making music or I'm watching TV, Yeah, but like out there, it's like, they just sit on the porch yeah. and look outside. So like, there's probably seeing some stuff that we traditionally don't, you know, but who knows what, but yeah, my brother's super into that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, apparently the, you know, the government has stuff out there that, you know, are we going to get shadow banned now that I said the word government? No, no, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I have like UFO uh, believer friends that they're like, yeah, the government like has all this info. They know this and that. And I'm like, all right, I'm just waiting to see it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who built the pyramids, right? That's yeah. true. See, that's the craziest <laughs> thing to me. Yeah. I actually watched something uh, on YouTube the other day where they kind of like broke it down and still I didn't understand it. Was it one of the ones, was it like a crazy one or was it about the pulleys or was it the about police. the sound? Yeah. The police. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But there's like also theories that like we've already lived or, or people have lived in this type of civilization, you before, know, thousands yeah. of years before, yeah. you know, and the way it's looking, who knows where we're heading. Seriously though. <laughs> Seriously. Man. We just sent some more money to, never mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't get started. Don't get yeah, started. I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. Well shit, man. Thank you for coming on. Dude, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. This yeah, is definitely this is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. This is great. My hands are a little moist. Yeah, you got me <laughs> nervous over here. <laughs> grab. Yeah, yeah. Claw grab. Well, cool. Uh, go ahead. Uh, where, where can people find your stuff? I know Ryan Hendrick TV on YouTube, right? Ryan Kendrick TV on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. I'm not viral. You know, I don't <laughs> post TikToks. But if you want to see, you know, a madman run around L.A. every weekend, follow me. <laughs> IMDb2. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. All my new projects are on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some fun stuff coming out. Sweet. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Most definitely. Thanks Thank for coming you. on, man. Yes.